Hot Call for Buckets is brought to you by Casa Law. Whether your family is navigating a moment of crisis or you're facing criminal charges, they know what you're going through and they're ready to help. They know your love for your gopher basketball team. So if you're looking for an attorney that will fight for you for parenting time on a game day, look no further. If you've gone so hard at a tailgate that you start speaking Spanish, this bilingual team is ready to answer your call. Casola is proudly women-owned. To set up a free consultation, go to casolacom slash contact. That is C-A-S-O-Law.com. Get in touch today. And welcome to another episode of Talk Gopher Buckets. I'm Luke Buer. And this is Ryan James of Gopher Illustrated. Happy to be back with Luke Buer. <laughs> Ryan, you're also at, uh, I think you're also at Prep Hoops, the breakdown. I know you have a number of different uh, outlets that you write for and work for. We don't want to leave any of, those, uh, any of those out, man. No, we don't. And, you know, when you really think about it, I know the breakdown don't do any player rankings, but Dennis Evans is ranked 27th. For the 24-7 sports where I work for, and Dennis Evans is ranked 28th by Prep Hoops nationally. So just, you know, just a little, uh, you know, A, hint, 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 and B, you know, like a, that's what, what some of the things those companies do. Yeah, excellent. Absolutely. And anybody can be members of any of those specific groups. Go for Illustrated, uh, Prep Hoops. You have to have a membership to be able to join and get behind the paywall. Lots of great content there. Um, so, Ryan, you bring up Dennis Evans. This is an interesting name. So we're recording here on Friday, October 14th. On Thursday, October 13th, you called me on, and I was on my way to dinner with my wife and she's like, yeah, just grab it. So I picked up the phone and you said, hey, man, we got to record a podcast. And we've been trying to record a podcast for a while, but I think there's a very specific reason that you wanted to record this podcast. Yeah, because Dennis Evans is committed to Minnesota right now. They're just kind of, they have to make this video, whoever they're making it out there. They had their final visits. It's going to be announced Monday. And for all you Gopher Illustrated fans who are right now, like, engaging, like, is it, ooh, is, whose sources are right? And is he coming or is he not? And I just posted a kind of a somewhat fictitious um, post that says, yeah, he's going to be a gopher unless at the 11th hour TCU comes in. And, guys, that's not going to happen. That's why you're listening to us talk right now about Dennis Evans, the gopher, the five, the close to five-star um center commit okay so yeah let's get let's get into dennis evans um this is this is an absolutely huge haul for ben johnson and staff um you know he was brought in to be a recruiter uh and, and at the end of the day you know there has been concern by the fact that he hasn't been able to land local people or local talent, which I, I always kind of roll my eyes at that, Ryan, because as you know, it kind of goes in cycles. Um, you, you'll get some players locally. You might not get some a different recruiting cycle. You might have different priorities, etc. But let's let's just talk about how big of a haul getting a, a guy like Dennis Evans into the boat really is. Oh, it's a massive haul. And Luke, can I, I want to piggyback off of something you said before we talk into talking Dennis. When it comes to the local stuff, people are just selective. They're just selective. Like 
does Jamison Battle, who has a chance to get drafted in the second round in the next two years, count? Of course he does. Dawson Garcia, does he count? He's a, like I just read Lindy's today. He's from Prior Lake, Minnesota. He He's the transfer of the year by Lindy's in the Big Ten. Like Mr. Basketball, Brayden Carrington, Pharrell Payne, who's by far to be the number one prospect. Yeah, it counts. But you know what also counts? A top, the 27th ranked player in the nation, Dennis Evans. And you ask, how big is this? I mean, it, it's massive. He is the highest rated non-Minnesota player to commit to Minnesota since Vashawn Leonard. That's a long time, Ryan. Like, a very, very long time. Vashawn Leonard was my very first favorite basketball player. Um, there are videos of me uh, walking around with my little tykes hoop pretending to be Vashawn Leonard as uh, a, wee, a wee young little guy. Um, so it's fantastic, uh, you know, that they're able to bring in a guy of Dennis uh, Evans, uh, you know, ranking. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, people are probably going to look and say, hey, it was down to Minnesota and TCU. How big really a get is this, Ryan? It's a huge get. And I think in modern day um, sports, like people need to have some type of comparison to think it's as big as it is. Well, how about this? In the last two weeks, Kentucky, Ohio State, and Louisville have all tried to come in and give the kid money to go their direction. To, to go, and he won't, he's not having it. He wasn't having it. Um, he, he wants to go somewhere where he, they, he trusts the coaches, he trusts what they say, and he, and he knows that he feels that they're going to develop him and he's going to make his money later. Um, or maybe maybe now if Dinky Town Athletics can get going, what do you think about that, Luke? That's a good idea, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, so Dinky Town Athletes, that's a, you bring up a good point. You know, part of the reason that Derek and Rob Gag are in Derek Burns and Rob Gag have started this is to you know give an infrastructure to be able to support student athletes, right? Um, and the fact that they've launched and have started to help athletes like you know the Jamison Battles, the Dustin Garcias of the world. Um, CC McGraws, the, you know, whatever athlete you want to pick, if you go on their page, there's a lot of them, right? Um, the, the infrastructure is there, it's growing and it's going to take some time. It's going to take a little bit of time to get to, um, you know, maybe the, the level that everybody wants us to be at. But in the end, I, I do think that they have a great sustainable model um, that will be able to support student athletes and connect them with businesses here in the Twin Cities and nationally. Yes, exactly. And so when you really consider, like we talked about the Gophers with NIL, it's not like there's nothing, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like there's zero opportunity. It's a growing opportunity. Yes. And I think that's, and that's a part of this. So how big is this Dennis Evans level of talent coming in? Well, I said with Sean Leonard, um, there was two rankings back in the day. One of them had Courtney James pretty high. So we'll throw Courtney in there. Sam Jacobson was top 25. Joel Prisbella was top 10 area, Rick Rickard, Chris Humphreys, Royce White. These are top 10, top 15 area guys, top 20 area guys. And Dennis Evans is in that group. That's how big of a commit of a commitment this is. And then the next question somebody's gonna ask is what he can what can he do right away? Think Joel Prisbella defensively when he came to Minnesota playing for Clem Haskins. That is the level of defensive presence he's going to have. He's 7-2, moves his feet better than any, just in most people his size, or, you know, size just smaller than that, um, 6'10", 6'11", whatever. Like, it, the, defensive, the defensive presence he will provide is at a, a special, special level. 
And that's what Minnesota is bringing in. I mean, I don't, I think Chet, Chet Holmgren's one of the most special shot blockers I've ever seen. So I'm not putting Dennis on that level because Chet blocks shots at the perimeter all the time. Cause it, but he's Dennis is next under that. So it's a, it's a, it's a big time get. And it's, it's about, it's about connections. It's about relationships, not about money, not about prestige or program in terms of the blue bloods. It's about relationships and trust. And that's what was built here. And that's how Minnesota coaches Ben Johnson and Marcus Jenkins got this commitment, just like they did Jaden Henley before. And by the way, that Jaden Henley commitment and bringing him here, how big does that look now? Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I, and we'll get to Jaden Henley later. Um, you know, we do think that he's going to play a big role uh, on this team uh, long term. But you know, there's there's relation. You t- you talk about relationships. You know, we talked a lot in the past about um, package deals. You know, the Tyus Jones Jalil Okafor package deal. There have been other package deals. Um, the Gophers, I don't think historically have been on probably the right side of package deals. That if you think about it. But you know, this is one. Not saying that this w- was the situation, but the relationship was there. It makes it a little bit easier um, for Dennis Evans to to envision himself, you know, having interest in Minnesota and then building those relationships like uh, with a Ben Johnson or or a Marcus Jenkins or anyone else on staff. Luke, you are. I hope the Burns brothers give you this level of credit, but what you just said, like you're a pioneer, because. Nobody, like I never thought of that. I don't think anybody has mentioned the, the package deal just because they're different ages. But like, this is somewhat of a package deal style thing. So pat yourself on the back with that. <laughs> I never thought of that. You know, like this. You know, the package deal of Doug Wren and Kevin Burleson didn't exactly work out because Doug didn't come. Which, by the way, blessings. That was a, he was a pain. Um, and there's other package deals that have been, come through in the past that didn't quite work out. This is a package deal, man, and I think it worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into, you know, you talked a little bit defensively. If some people are listening and they don't know who Dennis Evans is, we'll give some, we'll give some facts. This is a guy that's out of California. Um, Hillcrest specifically, he's seven foot two, seven foot one, about 210 to 220 pounds, somewhere in there. Um, lank, very lanky, very athletic, um, Ryan, I know you you've mentioned the shot blocking um, and, and how that he you know immediately can come in and contribute. Um, but talk about you know the basketball background of Dennis Evans. You know when did he kind of start playing um, and how has he matured as a player recently? Because I know that's part of what's propelled him to his very high ranking. Well, his coach, um, who just most people call him Kool Aid, I just call him Coach Cool because I, I kind of like that better. But most people call him Kool Aid. Um, his coach said to me that he was putting Dennis on high-level teams, like 1,600, 1,700, when he was a 13-year-old kid. And, like, he – so, I mean, some people are out here saying he's only played four, basketball for four years. That's not true. Um, but he, he, he didn't start developing in a way that people would consider him a big-time basketball prospect until the last three, four years. And, like, so he's been playing up on Team Inland the same team that Jaden Henley played for in the California area, AAU wise for a very long time. And, and everything started clicking probably 16 months ago. I would say things started clicking. Like I remember getting a tip 
that Minnesota was going out and Dennis Evans was going to be the first player that they watched in the open period this past year. And I thought to myself, who, who is this guy? And I did some research and like, Oh, Oh, wow. That makes some sense. I wonder if they could turn this into something. Well, guess what they did. And when people were wondering, I'll never forget this on the message board. When I told people that Dennis Evans was the first player Ben Johnson was going to see last April, People were like, what? They're not going to see the Minnesota kids play their first game? Well, they did go see Minnesota kids play, but Dennis Evans was their first target to go see for a reason. And now we're all seeing, you know, their work put in because Minnesota was the first high major that was out there talking to him and developing a relationship. Marcus Jenkins was developing a relationship with this young man and his family and his and his mother and his cousin and his coach. He was doing that before other people even knew to get involved, you know? So this is, this is what it takes. This is what we're working really hard and developing relationships and recruiting. This is the reward for that. And this is what we've been clamoring for. Yeah. And, and, and the thing I think that is frustrating for people is, you know, I think, I don't think people recognize, I know that Ben Johnson here is an assistant coach, but he, he was not here um, you know, he hasn't been here as the head coach for more than, let's see, like maybe two recruiting cycles, really a recruiting cycle, maybe at a half. You can, you can correct me on that if you think that's incorrect, Ryan, but to be able to build relationships, basketball recruiting is a long game. It is not a short game. Um, even in this portal era, I still think it's a long game. If you're going to get the, you know, the really high end talent, you're probably going to get most of that through, um, high school recruiting. You're not going to get a lot of it through, a ton of it through the portal. You'll be able to fill in spots, but you won't be able to get a lot of that through the portal. And ultimately, like this is kind of the first opportunity to build some of those relationships. Um, and I want to go back. I think it's more like two and a half recruiting cycles. <laughs> Ben's maybe been in maybe two. I'm, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. But, you know, he's built some relationships with the local kids. Um, not all of them panned out in the 23 class, but, you know, you can't you can't recruit exclusively in the state of Minnesota like like they did for years in hockey, Ryan. It's just not going to happen. You have to get guys that fit a system, and the guys within your border aren't always going to be the same. And frankly, guys might want to go elsewhere, and that's okay. Yeah, it is okay if they go some. Uh, it, it's okay if players go other places. It's just you need to get your share, and that's the thing. Like I, I've said this a million times, and I'll say it again. Like it's 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 math. Like, if you are not a top program yet, or a top program that is a draw to people, it's very hard to fill your roster full of talent from outside the area. Even now, as big as it is to get Dennis Evans to Minnesota and Cam Christie to Minnesota, can you get a, it, it, it where Minnesota has been the where Minnesota has been the last twenty years? Can you expect to get that every year to fill out your roster? I don't think you can. Not until you establish yourself. So where do you have to establish yourself? Where your pipeline stuff is. And where's your pipeline stuff? Here in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And you look at your roster, you don't have Trey Holloman. You're not going to have Tayson Chapman. But you do have Braden Carrington. You do have Pharrell Payne. Who, by the way, like, if people would just listen to people that actually watch Minnesota high school basketball, they would know he's by far the best prospect in that 2022 class. But, you know, people... Some people just want to look elsewhere and we'll, we'll, they'll have to, they'll have to figure this out for themselves. But like, there's also Dawson Garcia and um, of course, Jamison battle yeah. on that list. And it's just, you're, you're, you're supplying yourself with 
that part that you need. And then you have to fill up the rest of the part, the other half outside the state. All right. So let's talk a little bit, a little bit more recruiting. Cause we haven't talked in a long time. Um, a, a Gopher illustrated and dinky town athletes, um, member has reminded me numerous times that we haven't recorded uh, major Dundee. Kudos to you, man. Um, you keep reminding us and Ryan and I finally got together. So my bad there. Um, my, well, it's, it's not all my fault, but it's probably my, more my fault than your fault, Ryan, let's be honest. Um, so oh. let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, some of the, some of the recruiting that's happened since we last chatted. Um, so, uh, Cam Christie's in the he he's on board. Um, this is a four-star shooting guard uh, that comes out of the state of Illinois. Um, I forget his brother played at Michigan State, did he not? Yep, Max Christie played at Michigan State before getting drafted. Yep. And when we saw the NBA draft, you saw Cam Christie with Max and his family up. And I I think they were like up in the stands wherever the draft was. Sure. And then so it was live, and then. You know, it was not too much longer after that, about four weeks, that Cam put on the Minnesota hat, and that relationship was there was because of trust. Now, a couple things about Cam Christie. I know he's uh, we have him ranked 76th in the country by prep hoops. He was the number one um, ranked prospect in Illinois, but then Jeremy Fears, who was originally out of Indiana, transferred for the second time. He transferred to a high school in Illinois. Jeremy Fears is going to Michigan State. He's like a top 40 guy. And now, so he's the number one ranked recruit in Illinois. Cameron is too. Doesn't diminish one no. bit the, the the stuff that they got. But yes, Cameron Christie is the committed Minnesota Gopher from Illinois. Yeah, in in Cam Christie, you know, six five, hundred and sixty five pound shooting guard. Um, so a, a bigger guard. You know, when when we look at like rankings, you know, he's a, he's a very highly ranked guy by two four sevens, even even with the composite ranking. And as you mentioned on 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 the prep hoops list as well, um, you know, when you look at offers, he has Iowa State, um, Illinois, and and Iowa. You know, close locally here, able able to beat those guys out. That's that's a big win. Um, it's it's definitely it's definitely a trend though, Ryan, that we're seeing in Ben Johnson's recruiting. Um, he definitely recruits kind of positionless with a lot of length um, when possible. So guys that come to mind for me, you know, he often talks about Isaiah Enan. I know he didn't recruit him, um, but you, you've got him. You've got a guy like Josh Ola Joseph. You've got a guy like, um, you know, Pharrell Payne that can probably play the, the four or the five. Um, you've got a Dawson Garcia. You've got a Jamison Battle. Like all these guys are long. I'm sure I'm missing some. I'm, I can't list every single player. But, you know, to me, I really like the approach they're taking in recruiting and how they're kind of getting positionless guys with a lot of length. Well, and that's in camera. Christie is long and he is going to play some point guard. That's another thing that he looked at coming to Minnesota because there was an interest there in him um, playing some point guard. And Minnesota is going to be versatile like that. Shoot, David talked about Jamison Battle bringing the ball up the floor here and there because they want to be able, and Dawson Garcia even, they want to be positionless throughout the lineup. Um, Cameron Christie, real quick, he's not 165 pounds. That is off. He's like 180. The composite type thing, like the composite is Rudy Tootie Booty. Yeah, I know. Rudy Tootie Woody because there's so many – they are, they're using bad rankings from people that shouldn't be involved anymore because they don't put any time into it. But, like, Cam is a top 100 guy, top 75 guy, uh, and the talent is there. And when you call, you mentioned length, I got to throw in Josh Ola Joseph and Jaden Henley, two more guys. Yeah. Just so long and so versatile. That's the type that Ben wants. But you know what he wants more than everything? 
He wants the right type of worker, mm-hmm. the right type of attitude in the program. Um, Jamison Battle, I hope if you haven't heard his interview, please read it at Gopher Illustrated. I did. I, I was a little late, so I didn't get the first question, but his 21 minutes were phenomenal. Jamison Battle did a great job explaining the culture. And at one point, they talked about NIL, and he basically said, we don't want money-hungry dudes coming into this program. We want guys who want to work and earn, and they'll get what's coming their way, but we don't want guys who make that the most important thing. And they love this group of guys over there right now. Ben and Jamison Battle just gushed about the type of play chemistry they have over there right now. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that. One thing that I noticed was if you go to, like, Town Athletes' website, every single one of the Gophers, and Caden Betts might not be on there right now, but probably will be, is already on, on Town Athletes. It's like they're all on there. Um, you know, they're all working kind of in concert. It's not it's not like this individualistic thing. Um, I don't know behind the scenes if that's strategic or not. I just, I just noticed that, like, going through the website, that every Every single one of them's on there, um, so I think that's interesting, and I and I I think that's interesting too that they don't want money hungry guys. Um, in the end, you know, you want you want a locker room that's tight, um, and it seems like they have that given you know what Jamison Battle was talking about at Big Ten Media Day, which was just, was just a few days ago too. He also has a phenomenal exclusive interview um, that, that shows a lot more of the personal side of him on Dickie Taffy. So if you're not a member, check that out. Um, get a membership there as well. Um, it's a phenomenal way to support go for go for sports but but ryan like the other thing that we we have to make sure we hit on too is the gophers did get caden bets in um he reclassified i i don't think that we've talked about this yet that's a really big get for them this you know the six eight kind of three four however you want to describe him um but he is a you know he's a guy that has some ties locally here to the state of minnesota and that is a big get for them recruiting it fills a hole especially with the injuries to parker fox and isaiah enan now Caden's 17 years old um he is by us at prep hoops a four-star prospect uh we watched him exclusively uh Caden betts is the prototype for what Ben Johnson is looking for in hardworking, um, low maintenance in terms of selfishness type of worker. Every day he goes against Jamison Battle in practice. That's their matchup in practice. And I know they're talking about redshirting him, not because he's not quite ready to play at all, but because they're thinking of what what could be down the line. Um, I can't imagine they're getting through this season not having to use him just because there's not much for numbers. Now, maybe they will use Will Ramberg instead and, and try to save it. We'll see. But Caden Betts, I cannot believe what kind of shooter he has become. That that I did not see that coming. I loved him as a four-man worker who boarded out of his mind, who, who had some post moves, who faced up well right from 10 feet, and who just busted his ass. But, like, all of a sudden, this guy's hitting threes throughout July. I don't mean just, like, like hitting, you know, here and there, hitting the three. Like, Pharrell Payne last year in the summer, he hit more than half of his threes. But he only took, like, one or two. Caden Betts is out here taking six a game and making three or four, including clutch shots late. Like, he, this kid has so much potential and so much talent. I, 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 it's a great get. And it's been, I mean, think about this. Like, Caden Betts is here. But he's still, and will forever be in my in my mind, be a two thousand a kid they recruited in the two thousand twenty three class because that's what he was originally titled to be. So they got Betts, four star kid, Cameron Christie, four star kid, Dennis Evans, like 
one step away from five-star kid. That's a hell of a load. And none of them are from Minnesota. Like, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the roster construction as it is uh, today in going into the 22-23 season. I mean, we... Luke? Yeah. Luke, can I stop you one second? Yeah, absolutely. Before we move on. I want to ask a question about Dinky Town Athletics. Okay, sure. Or athletes. Is it athletes or athletes? Athletes, athletes. Athletes, athletes. So you put the, something in there, and then the, like, the, they will do a service for you, correct? So, like they'll come shake hands or take pictures or something? So Okay, yeah. So w- what it is is you can become a member. It's, it's much like you're a member of Gopher Illustrated or you're a member of Prep Hoops, right? Um, and that will get you access to um, – they have a discord server and they have private channels there where they put like exclusive content. Like they have interviews with athletes. They have an interview with like Chris Ottman bell. They have one with Dawson Garcia, Jamison battle, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so you can get access to that. Um, they will have events where you can do meet and greets. Um, they will have virtual, uh, they will have, you know, some virtual events as well. Um, there are different tiers and you get more access the high, the basically the more you spend, uh, there's one where if you spend enough, you can actually game with some of the athletes. Um, so if you do online gaming, you can do that. They have apparel, um, the whole the whole nine yards. So you there's there's lots of ways to interact with the athletes. I think one of the things that's great about Dinkytown athletes is that it it is humanizing these athletes that we usually just look at and see on the court. Um, you get to hear them talk about things like you know how they're handling their mental health, um, how they're handling school, uh, you know what their interests are outside of the sports they play because you know some of them do have interests outside of that when you know Jamison Battle talks about in his exclusive interview and I apologize for disclosing this but I'm going to disclose this like he's a big golfer and he likes to golf um, like that's awesome it's just it's a it's a really cool way to interact with uh, with these athletes and hear more about them and, and it does put money in their pocket and I think that's a great thing as well um, because oh, at the end go ahead they will game with you yeah, yeah. You, if you, I forget what tier it is, but you can, you can uh, get where you can actually game with, um, get you like hypothetically, you Ryan James could game with Jameson Battle, for instance. Okay. Well, first of all, if I'm gonna, pl- if I'm gonna do something like that, I gotta go with a walk on. So, <laughs> and, and and I owe Will Ramberg and by a game. Of, let's let's uh, be clear on game. I, this is video games. So yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So I owe Will Ramberg a massive apology for not knowing who he really was in high school because he was so far up north and didn't. I, from what I could tell, I never saw him play at you. So, like, I would pick Will Ramberg. So now can I play, like, Tecmo Bowl against him? Well, Like, I, can we get to hook up the Nintendo <laughs> and play Tecmo Bowl? So I imagine it will be digital. Um, so I don't know if you can play Tecmo Bowl on some of these other platforms, but maybe. We'll have to see We'll have to see if we can find some way to get you and Will Ramberg to play some sort of game, and then we'll stream it live so that, uh, so that he can extract his will on you and and show you up for not covering him close enough when, while he was a high school and high schooler in grand marais okay well so <laughs> i love grand marais by the way so if we're playing tech mobile i got christian okoye no <laughs> bo jackson i'm taking bo jackson uh, so also okay so how much money do i have to pay like so don't they come like do guest speak speeches and stuff 
So you, yeah, th- there there will be some um, there will be some events where they can go to. Uh, if you if you're a business, you can actually hire. Uh, you could get a contract and hire one of the athletes to come and speak at your business. Um, you they can do advertisements, whatever else. Um, but there are different tiers of of memberships oh. that you can get. So there's like one that's a you know one hundred and ten dollars a year or ten dollars a month. There's a twenty five. Um, so $25 a month, two seventy five, or $50 a month, five fifty a year, all, gotcha. all, all the way up to like $5,000 a year if you want. And you, it gets you more and more stuff. Um, the gaming Ryan, I have to say, uh, starts about a hundred dollars a month or $1,100 a year. Um, I gotta so- pay $1,100 to play tech mobile. I don't know. I, I thought it was such a great idea before. Okay. So tier wise, what tier would it be for a service like raking my yard? Because <laughs> if I could get three of those dudes over here and have Dave Thorson coaching them, <laughs> raking my yard, like I could get everybody in the county, in the freaking county, in the city to get a film of those guys raking my yard while getting paid with mm. Thorson commanding them. I'm all in on that. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to, that's, that's something interesting. It's not really name image, image and likeness. That's more like a service. Um, oh, okay. we'll have to, we'll have to look into that. Um, but I appreciate you asking. So let's make sure that we, we do talk about the roster construction as it exists today, Ryan. Um, so obviously the, the headliner coming into the season after a phenomenal, uh, first campaign with the Gophers is Jamison battle. Um, you know, he, he had to play a lot of four this last year. Uh, I, I expect that he'll play some more three, but he'll also play the four as well. Um, but excited to have him back um, and, and, you know, looking to be, you know, to build on this campaign and maybe move into the all Big Ten team at the end of the year. Luke, I'm telling you, I don't know how much four he's really going to play. I mean, we're talking about, I mean, he, he's, he is so lean. Like, he is so lean. I, I, he looks like a complete small forward to me. And like Jamison battle had a good defensive li- like year last year, not great, not bad, not even medium. I'm going to give him good. And he's going to be a better defender this year. Cause he's going to move better and he's going to be lighter. Now on the flip side, he's going to be defending a small forward, which is going to be tougher. But like I envision Jamison battle having a hell of a two year year, two year season, two, <laughs> two way, season and i'm telling you i'm gonna say this again like i he's the first player that i'm gonna put in that vashawn leonard category and i say that because when it comes to vashawn leonard shooting it's not percentages as much as it is production in in the face of people game planning against you volume of shots you need to take and clutch shots you need to take I think Jamison Battle's feel for his being a shooter and his ability to make shots despite the despite what's in his location guarding him is special. And I think he in that way has the chance to be the most special shooter from since Vashawn Leonard. Now, don't get it confused with catch and shoot shooter. Yes, there's that's a different thing. I'm talking about all around shooting. Jamison Battle is so good off using the dribble. He's good going to the rim. When it comes to making shots, I think he can be as special as Rashawn Leonard when it comes to that. I think he is, I should say, that type of shooter. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be Rashawn Leonard top five, top ten all-time gopher. Maybe he'll find his way somewhere near there. But I think he's that type of special shooter. 
All right, let's talk to. I, I got to imagine that the um, that the Gophers will start transfer Dawson Garcia, who was able to get an exemption on his transfer, um, so he'll be able to play right away. The six eleven uh, forward, um, kind of do it all kind of player, you know, coming from Marquette by way of North Carolina as well. Um, it's it's good to have. Uh, Dawson home and uh, there's no question that uh, he he probably is somewhat being overlooked I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that the staves in the Big Ten are very well aware but I'm not sure the fan bases are quite uh, quite um, aware of who Dawson Garcia is and what he'll be able to bring to the Gophers they're aware well they're way more aware of Terrence Shannon for some reason despite the fact that he didn't have a great year last year um, and one is one yeah. of like when it comes to Big Ten voting, like he was one of there was five Texas Tech guys voted Texas Tech guys voted for it. He wasn't Terrence Shannon wasn't one of those five. He did good. He was really good the year before that. For whatever reason, everybody's really hot on the Terrence Shannon run, and I think his teammate Matthew Mayer is actually a better transfer. And I think Dawson is better than them both. And Dawson has a massive chip on that shoulder because he has something to prove. Last year did not go the way he wanted it to both fair and unfair. And I mean, when I mean fair, I guess there's really nothing that was really fair about it. I guess my point was all around hit a good start to the season. And then he, the last six games were tough and he had personal things that were rough and he needs, wants to come around and prove that he's the level of player that we all thought he was coming out of high school. And he looked like to be at Marquette. This guy has worked his tail off. He is, like assimilated to everything that this gopher program wants him to be. And I think he's going to have a massive season because I don't think people remember how good he is around the basket. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to be a five, but he's going to catch around the block and destroy people at times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think, you know, your three and your four, you've probably got Dustin Garcia and Jamison Battle. You got to imagine that Taylon Cooper is going to start probably at that point guard spot. Um, this is this is another transfer that's coming in a six four guard. Um, you know, this is really a good get for the Gophers. Um, getting him in, they needed they needed a steady ball handler, and happy to see that they're able to get Taylon Cooper in. Um, again, a, a reminder that the you know he transferred in from Moorhead State, um, where he averaged twenty nine minutes a game and 8.1 points with 4.3 assists um, while shooting 41% from the field. Uh, he, you know, he was an all Ohio Valley conference player in 2022. Just a, just a, a really good steady get for the Gophers. He was a really good steady get, get Luke. I do not like correcting you and it pains me to correct you. <laughs> Is it a, but I no, it's the season. Like, he averaged 9.1 points a game last year with 5.9 assists, eighth in the nation, and 4.5 oh, rebounds. Oh, I, I, I did his full stats. Okay, you did last season. I, I'm sorry. Yep. I did his full stats. You're correct. Yes. And last year was his first year as a starter. This guy is just now starting to – like, he was just starting to emerge as the passer that he is. That's what this guy is. Cooper is going to – put things on a plate mm-hmm. for these, te- for his teammates. And he's going to allow these guys the comfort to score in the right spots. I absolutely hate the, the, the type of basketball that is point guards dribble sets up yes. the offense. I love a pass first point guard that makes the early entry pass that makes the, the read off the set right away. 
that make that puts the ball and forces the defense to immediately react and move. I hate dribble, 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 which allows the defense to stay in a position or even tighten. I hate it. And this guy is the exact type of player that will do that. And that's only going to benefit a Dawson Garcia and a Jamison battle because they're going to have to do less work to get their shot. They're going to be in more comfortable positions. We got to think about this. If you are if you're a guy who catches the ball in within a half court, would you rather do it in a timely fashion with space within an offense working, or would you rather stand there for nine seconds watching a guy dribble, kind of move into your right, move into your left, so you have a better passing angle for him, and when he gets desperate and can't take the shot or he wants, or he gets desperate, he has to move the ball. You have to relocate for him. Mm-hmm. This is different. That they are the, the point guard is doing that work, and they can be in the position that they're comfortable with, not something they have to like just hope they can be there. And that's crucial. And more importantly, in some ways, young players are going to get out here. Pharrell Payne is going to catch the ball in spots off of a good pass where he can have easy buckets each game. I spent years complaining about the fact that Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins didn't get easy baskets every single game as young players because Jeff Teague dribbled too much. Yeah. When Ricky Rubio was here, they got easy. Levine and those other two got easy buckets. That's what I'm envisioning here. Even on bad days when Jamison Battle and Dawson Garcia are not having great shooting days, this guy is going to put them in a position to take high percentage, easier shots and help them build confidence, help them be productive even on a bad day. That is what we have been clamoring for. I hate so, and that is what he's going to bring. I know that was a long explanation. I need to sit down. I talk so much with so much passion there. Luke, you got to take over for 30 seconds. All right. So, okay. I think when I look at this roster, I, I look at those three as the shoe-in starters. From there, so you've got your point guard, you've got your small forward, and you've got your four. You could even argue that, that Dawson Garcia could play the five. From here, Ryan, I think it's kind of a debate as to who's going to start next. You probably have a better feel, but I'm going to tell you – I'm, I'm going to I'm going to take a guess. OK. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. I, I think, it, you know, pre-injury, it would have been Isaiah Enan likely would have started at like the two. You know, that same, seems crazy, but probably would have started as well. Um, and I also think Parker Fox would play a large role. I don't know if he would have started, um, but neither of them are going to be available due to injury once again, which is, you know, just really unfortunate they both would have played really key roles this season it's a it's, it's a real bummer um but i i do expect that i do expect either per uh pharrell Payne or Braden carrington to play significant roles and maybe even start this year ryan tell me why that may not be the case or if you agree with me i really wish in our pre-production meeting <laughs> i love saying that um <laughs> pre-production meeting we would have set up like a you would have said the name and i could have we would have been like no whammy no whammy stop and I could have been like done like the what were those little things? Those like those they did the dance when the people did it wrong. Oh, I don't sure. remember what they're called. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no. So Parker Fox, Isaiah Enan. Isaiah would have started at the two. Ben Johnson said that seems un- incredible, but they said he would have. And I think Parker Fox would have started at the five. Yeah. Now I believe you're right on Pharrell Payne. If you want to get a shirt made for him, by the way, it's right the franchise only with an F instead of an F. PH. PH? That's right. what they, yeah, franchise. That's what they had called him on his AU team, the franchise. 
Um, and they knew more. They knew before everybody how good he was going to be. Luke, I think he, for all pain, is going to start most of the games. He's 255 pounds, and almost all of that is core strength. The guy is physically ready. And the only reason I don't think he, if he doesn't start, it's because they don't want a freshman starting the first game. But I'm telling you, I think he will. I just think he's that damn good, and I think he'll start. I have changed my thought process on the other spot. I originally thought Braden Carrington. Really? I'm going, yeah, I'm going with Jaden Henley. Okay. Um, because Jaden Henley, there was two things I was fearful of watching his film. One, core strength. I, when I watched the two games I did, I was like actually two and a half. I saw him go to the rim and not finish at times. I thought to myself, wow, he needs some core strength. Well, he's got 15 more pounds somehow. In the last almost four and a half months, he's added 15 pounds. Core strength, that sounds like it's gotten closer. Mm-hmm. The other thing is I just there's, – there's tightening of the team basketball game I thought would need to be there. But they think so highly of his future. They think so highly of his versatility and so much of what he could be defensively. I think he might be the guy starting. And, oh, by the way, like <laughs> his future teammate's going to be – a gopher like yeah well you might as well you know they're going to play together you might as well get that stuff rolling mm-hmm. you know so i think you're going to see pharrell for sure and i think it'll be Jaden henley but i could be wrong it could be Braden, or maybe they mix it up and throw Torres samuels out there to start i don't know i doubt that I th- i'm pretty sure it'll probably be a freshman all right so let's talk you know let's again we're, we're speculating here because we don't know we're recording here on friday october 14th um uh, but you know Braden Carrington, whether he starts or not, is going to play a big role on this team off the bench. Um, you know, this is this is the the Park Center product, um, state champion. If if memory serves, correct, Ryan? They were state champions. State champion, um, Mister Basketball, yeah, exactly. First team All State, um, vastly underrated prospect yes. because by people that just didn't watch, you can't you can't rate a guy if you didn't watch him play. The only game you ever watched him play is because he was injured with a sizzle and forced to play point guard because they had nothing else to do. That doesn't count as a dude. That's why, like, the depth of rankings mm-hmm. need help. And that's why I say prep hoops, baby. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, dude, I just got so excited about my prep hoops. I forgot my train of thought. Oh, okay. um, yeah. State champion, third ranked prospect in the state. Dude, all the stuff is there. Much improved defender. Played point guard a lot the last two years. Just he's ready, man. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Tara Samuels. This is the Dartmouth transfer. Um, this will be his last year playing basketball. Uh, you know, it added some guard depth for the Gophers. Um, you know, whether he can play the one or the two, I imagine he can play alongside Talon Cooper as well. Um, this is going to, this is, this is a nice add, some experience. Um, I, I've seen some of the social stuff seems like he's got a good personality um excited to see him uh you know on the court and playing hopefully we'll get a we'll get a live scrimmage here soon uh that some of us crazy heads can go to um but really excited to see how he fits in he'll definitely play a role if not starting or off the bench he's i don't think he'll start but i think he's that cultural guy they love and more importantly he knows how to play when it comes to backcourt guys who are experienced smart smart decision making defenders I think he's going to be the best one at the start of the year in terms of mm-hmm. knowing what to do, and I think that's going to be important. I don't know that that's going to pl- lead to huge minutes, 
but I think it'll lead to some minutes. Yeah, and, and then you know another guy that's going to come off the bench, likely come off the bench, is Joshua LaJoseph. This is you know the the local product out of Brooklyn Park. Um, you know he went off to a prep school, um, but I think he went to Osseo, correct? Yes, he went yeah. to Osseo. So he you know here here's a kid that's incredibly athletic, got better going to prep school. Um, you know from an athletic standpoint, I can't remember somebody. I was as excited about athletically since like maybe a, a Rodney Williams. Like he is just a really good athlete. People say Rodney Williams because like if you take Rodney's like size minus a couple inches minus the length, they just kind of have that free flowing two two hand finishing style. It's just Josh is just a different cat. Like he's a bulldog. Yes. And he's also yes. He's also so confident. Like if someone if if someone came in there and was like who in here thinks they're gonna be an NBA player Josh would have that damn hand up faster than anybody in the room I don't care if some of those guys think they are or will be Josh's hand is going up faster than everybody's that's the type of worker he is he is gonna play a role and I think he's he's gotten stronger he's comfortable where he's at he know where he, where he knows where he's gonna be doesn't have to worry about you know which prep school what's the role there he's a gopher he's gonna have a role I think he's gonna surprise some people and be a little bit better than people think. All right, and then additionally, I think a guy that will play a role. It's, it's I'm curious to see how he'll fit in. Uh, Trayton Thompson, you know, he had flashes at times last year. Um, you know, really, really skinny. Looks like he's put on a little bit of weight this year. The seven foot center, um, but he'll definitely have have a role on this team. Uh, you know, probably will shoot the ball a little bit. Uh, they'll probably play a lot of zone when he's in. I'm assuming, but um, you know, this is another guy that he's definitely going to have a role on this team. Trayton Thompson. Has added muscle. Trayton Thompson is a guy that teammates really like because he plays really hard. He's also added a lot of tattoos. Has he really? Oh, yeah. That that dude found a tattoo parlor, and he enjoyed the shoot out of it because he's got tattoos all over now. And I love it. There's a a different quality to him, and I think he's going to take a big step forward. I've always thought he would be the hard worker, smart team guy, and I think that is coming. What I like about Trayton is, like, he does have a face-up ability. Well, that's going to be nice when he plays with, like, a Dawson Garcia because Dawson may not guard centers, but he could play in the post some, of course. He's very yeah. good. Well, when he when he's on the floor with Trayton, Trayton can then has comfort on the, on the perimeter, so Trayton can move to the high post. Trayton can be a stretch four in the wing, and Dawson can be in the middle, and then and vice versa. I think Trayton's going to play a really nice role on this team, and now that he's a little stronger – a little more, a little more confident, a little more experienced, a little having, a, he'll be more comfortable in what you know he's going to be able to play. There's going, there's not going to be, you know, the Big Ten bigs. We have a lot of good Big Ten bigs, right? There are, there yes, really are. Yes. But not every team has a really, really good big. Whereas Trayton, Trayton Thompson is going to be more experienced. I think he's going to play a nice role. Yeah, um, we also we, we touched on Caden Betts already. Um, you know, he could redshirt. I think both of you, you and I agree that it's pretty unlikely that he will end up redshirting. He's only 17 years old, but um, as you mentioned, he's going to be able to shoot the threesome, uh, you know, get out and spread the floor. Uh, he'll also rebound really hard. This is this is a kid I was excited they were able to get in, very excited after the injuries that they were getting, able to get him to reclassify as well. Well, I think with Caden, it depends on what Joshua Joseph and maybe even Will Ramberg can give because Caden's going to be playing some three. And if Josh can play the three, if Will can give them some minutes at the three and they can allow Caden the time to grow, 
then they will they will do that. Now, I'll tell you this though, Caden's really good. Caught on quick. What if Caden is just so good you you, you have to use him already? I, I don't think that's out of the realm of a possibility. So I don't know. I, ben Johnson seemed when we when he was asked about it at the press conference on Wednesday at Big Ten Media Days, he seemed like very uncertain still on what they're going to do, and and that's and that's okay because if you want to redshirt him and save him for the future, you have that opportunity. But if he's good enough to play some right now, then you do it. You yeah. just have. And I'll tell you what, guys just don't seem to get through careers without something happening. So I, it's hard for me to just. To, We'll redshirt him now and use him for four years because who who goes four years without friggin' having some type of issue? Especially just, power forwards at the University of Minnesota. Oh my God! Don't bring up the curse. Yeah. That's a curse. Yeah. All right. Um, and then uh, obviously we um, we remiss if we don't uh, max or mention Jackson Purcell. Um, this is you know redshirt freshman, six five guard, uh, walk on. He'll you know he he'll I, I imagine he won't play much, but um, obviously someone that you know you have to have guys like this on your team, and you know we're happy to have him. If Jackson Purcell, I'm going to make a call right here, Luke. If Jackson Purcell stays four more years at the University of Minnesota which I, I like that's always been the plan because he was enrolled at Minnesota before he ever thought about walking on. Huh? Like, Oh yeah, he was, I'm not going to get into the story, but I'll just say this. Jackson Purcell was going to Minnesota. Gophers were looking for walk-ons who's available out here. Who might be going to Minnesota? Well, Jackson's <laughs> who's already admitted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there it is. And like, I'm telling you, he was the best player at Eastview his senior year playing point guard before he got hurt. And that was a talented roster. Like, I'm telling you, at some point in his career, he will play a role. I don't know for how many games or for how long. He will play a role in a meaningful game at some point. All right, so we got through this entire roster. Um, I, I have a handful of questions I do want to get in for you, Ryan. Um, just kind of from a perception standpoint, how they're going to play. Um, you know, last year they were not a terribly deep team. You know, given the injuries um, and also just given relative talent, the talent has definitely been upgraded. It's definitely young. But do you see them running a really short bench again? I do not see it be as short. I just. And the reasons for that are, I you, I just don't think you can play freshmen that many minutes that extensively. So therefore, like I just, like so you're gonna have to have Braden and Jaden playing. You're gonna have to have Trayton playing along with Pharrell. Well, you're already at seven guys, and you're gonna need a secondary ball handler. I'm guessing for part of the time. So you have Torres. You're at eight guys. Well, and then you have Josh. Oldham. I just I I would I think they're gonna use a nine man rotation. Now, that doesn't mean the core rotation won't be seven or eight, okay? That doesn't mean the core yeah. where you yeah. – and the other guys are just playing like pocket minutes or four or five minutes. But I think you're going to see them use nine. That doesn't mean they're going to play nine extensively. I think you will see them use nine and play seven or eight thicker minutes. But you you can't – like you know they're going seven because the, the freshmen just aren't going to be able to play – that much without a without like a, a replacement. So Pharrell and Trayton and Dawson, the three of them are going to play, you know, those minutes up there. Jaden and Braden. Oh Lord, I've never said that to you. I've never said that before. I kind of got stuck there. Jaden and Braden, Braden and Jaden, Braden and Jaden are going to have to play. They're going to have to split time though. One of them's not just going to play thirty-five minutes. 
So you're going to get seven at least. And I think it's going to stretch past that. All right. And one of the things that, that kind of jumps out to me when I look at this roster, and I think this is again, intentional roster design here by, by the staff is this is a roster that for the most part, um, almost every guy can spread the floor, meaning they can step out and shoot. I'm not saying they're all going to take, you know, four, three to five threes a game, not saying that at all, but I do think that they can really spread the floor here. Um, They're, they're starting to kind of emulate the more modern style of basketball, um, you know, space and movement. And I I, I expect offensively, we'll see that we know defensively that they're going to be very sound. We saw that last year. They just tired out and didn't have the pieces at all times. Um, But, Offensively, I really do think we're going to see them space the floor more. I do as well. I don't think defenses are going to be able to collapse as much because they're just the ball. There's the ball movement is going to force them to not be able to collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought Peyton Willis was, had a great season, but I also thought that he dribbled too much at times. Yeah. And I definitely wish there was more defensively. I, I I almost need some basketball person to do a master's state thesis on if a guy if the offense goes through a guy as extensive for 37 minutes a game like what is he expected to or what is his max ability defensively because after watching like Isaiah Washington and 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 who was not as good as the other guys I'm going to say Marcus Carr and Peyton Willis last year after watching them do so much dribbling offensively and then just go back the other way and give so little defensively, which I hate saying about Peyton because two years, two years before that he was one of the best defenders, but he did not have a good defensive year last year, but maybe he wasn't, maybe it just was physically impossible. I don't know. I've never been asked to create shots for 37 minutes and then go back and play defense against a big 10 player. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you got to keep in mind too. He, he ended up getting COVID like, you know, the whole nine yards, yeah. right? Like there's a lot that goes in that and, and a lot. And it wasn't just him. There were a lot of guys, you know, they were, I thought they were better early defensively. Um, and it is a season wore on. I thought they tired and some of that had to do probably with the fact that they played so many minutes. Um, but you know, the one thing that you never questioned was the fight of that team. And I don't think that you'll ever question the fight of, of a gopher basketball team. And if you do like, boy, I think, I think we've got bigger problems, but, um, the, you know, Ben Johnson really gets these guys to fight and man, they're really good out of set pieces, like out of timeouts. Um, you know, he really puts them in positions to succeed. Uh, I, I do think that they're going to be very competitive. Now I'm not trying to say that this is a sweet 16 team. I'm not even saying that this is an NCAA team. I think that they, they're going to be competitive. Um, and I think that they will make for a very fun and memorable, memorable season building towards that kind of sustainable success. I agree. But at the same time, this is the first season where I think it's almost impossible to make many predictions in the big 10. Oh yeah. Because like, I mean, they're all walking in like Indiana is picked first and they were ninth last year with a lot of the same guys. Yeah. Like the Indiana can finish anywhere between first and eighth. I mean, I, 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 this, this season is nuts when it comes to trying to figure out who's going to be what there's just, you just don't know. You just don't know. But like, I agree when it comes to this gopher team defensively, they know they're going to know what to do offensively. They're going to run crisp, better stuff than most. And guys, Dave Thorson is so crucial to that. I don't think people understand how good Dave Thorson is. As a matter of fact, I had a college coach tell me, Ryan, 
when it comes to X's and O's, you could take the whole big tw- whole big ten, all head coaches included, and Dave Thorson's one of the top five smartest people in the entire coaching group, assistants huh. and head coaches. That's, that's how good he is. Yes, that's you, what I was told by a college coach the other day. Um, so they're going to run good stuff. And but most importantly, Luke, these guys have a chemistry fit yeah. that is what they call special. Yeah, and you know that's that's definitely going to be a thing. I think that right now, ever since we've moved into this NIL era, I think that things are going to be weird for the next, I would say, up to seven years, Ryan. Um, you know, basically, let's go 2021 to 2028. Um, I think that a lot is going to change over this period, um, especially in basketball, because some guys are going to be able to garner lots of money. There could be, you know, jealousy issues, whatnot. Um, and it's going to come down to chemistry. And, and I think year in to year out, you could have a team that was very good um, with you know, that had low expectations, had a great performing year and then comes down and comes back to earth. Um, you bring up the Indiana as an example. I just think it's very possible that, that we just won't be very good at predicting for the next, you know, up to maybe 2028. Like a lot is going to change. A lot's going to evolve in the NIL space. Um, you know, co- this is all new to these coaches, to these administrators. Um, it's definitely new to players, you know. Well, maybe it's not so new to players. Maybe some of them are getting paid when they're in AAU as well. But the point being, I think a lot's going to ebb and flow, and it's just going to be uh, its going to be fun to see it evolve over time. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it will. I don't know it's ever going to be like this, though. This is crazy. Like, its I think it's physically almost impossible to, to feel strongly about what's going to be. Here, and here I'll tell you a big reason, like point guard wise, in my opinion, the best point guard in the Big Ten right now coming in is Xavier Johnson. Well, that's got to be the worst, best Big Ten point guard coming into the season I can ever remember. And Boo Booey for Northwestern. I really like Paul McCul- Paul Paul Mulcully, whatever the hell his name is, from Rutgers. I actually had them as top three, followed by Chucky Hepburn. Somehow Chucky Hepburn made top ten all Big Ten preseason despite averaging seven points and two assists a game last year how he did that i got no idea but he did i don't think he's a top three point guard in the big 10 yet i think chucky will be but my point in all this ridiculousness that i'm just spewing out right now is that a big part of the reason that we don't know yet right now is because the ball handlers of this league and even the guards in this league are such an unknown and the talent is a little bit down and, and I don't know that freshmen could come into this league and have backcourt, like, in backcourt, I can make an impact in the backcourt like they can other leagues. Yeah. You know, and I read a, I, I read a, um, like a preseason ranking. I can't remember who put it out, but they, you know, they had the Gophers 12th with Indiana one, Illinois two. Um, I can see a reason why people are, are, are that down on Minnesota. Do I think that they end up 12th? Probably not. I think they're probably more the middle of the pack might be a fringe team. Um, but I think, you know, what, what happens at the top, like, I think it's, it's safe to say that like, yeah, Illinois is going to be pretty good. I also think that Indiana should be good, but you just have no idea what's going to happen and what the, dyna- what the dynamics are going to be in, in a given season. I, I just have no way to predict it. So the, the thing you're talking about is the Columbus dispatch. Um, that, is, that rivals the Cleveland poll for the, for the, for the bass one. That what they do. And I was a part of that. Me and Marcus Fuller are the two voters 
in this area and there's there's two voters in every area and they put together a really well done thing now i'm actually 12 i'm not actually like if i wasn't in minnesota and didn't know about these players i probably would do the same thing but i know dawson garcia's what he is and who he is i know jameson battle i like i studied up all, all these players to know and i feel strongly about the fact that they're going to be ninth, like I'll I'll put them at I put them at ninth tenth, Marcus put them at ninth tenth, um, mm-hmm. and I and no and most people didn't you know there me and me and Marcus were the only two people to vote for Dawson as preseason freshman or transfer of the year we're the only ones because but it's not just because like people oh they're homers no this is our job to cover the team and we're more aware yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah now we might not be as aware other places of course that's why but. It's like if when, when somebody reads my stuff and think, you really think Nebraska's going to suck? I'm like, yeah, every, Nebraska's going to suck every year. You really think Maryland's going to not be very good? Yeah, based on my studies, they won't be, but I could be wrong. Um, so, but I, I, when you really look at the Big Ten, like you said, Indiana is probably the, the deepest team of talent, but they might have terrible chemistry. And in this league, if one guy, one top guy goes down in this league, not many teams have the ability to make up for that because it's just so spread out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Luke, my last point about the Big Ten, I think Illinois is going to be overrated. I really do. You think they're overrated right now? Pick, yes. Were they, okay, at two? Okay. I yeah. think they're massively overrated. I'm like fifth or fourth. All right. I shouldn't say massively, but I because there's too much new there. There's just too much. Like like their whole lineup, is their backcourt is going to be all freshmen. And then you're counting on transfers to be your forwards. And Coleman Hawkins at your center, Coleman's a solid player, but like everything is brand new. Well, yeah. You can't put somebody second in the conference if nobody on their team has ever played together. Like mm-hmm. there's just there's gonna be egos there. There's gonna be a clash at times of veterans and young guys. And I just I don't know that that's gonna be I just don't know that that's gonna crisply work out because like you just have and, and then somebody could look at me and say, Well, you just said that about well, what why do you think Minnesota's gonna be good? Well, guess what? I don't have Minnesota fourth or second. I have them lower for that very reason. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So j- just just to get to this poll, I, I was able to find it and pull it up. Nebraska was 14th, Northwestern 13th, Minnesota 12th, Penn State 11, uh, Maryland 10, Wisconsin 9, Rutgers 8, Iowa 7. That just feels too low for Iowa for me. But Way too low. Yeah. That's just, I think I was going to be way better than that. Yeah, I I agree. Like they're they're a borderline like top four team for me. Um, Ohio State six, Purdue five, Michigan State four, Michigan three, Illinois two, and Indiana one. Indiana received I think nineteen first place votes if I'm reading this correctly. Um, yeah, I I think I think the the glaring thing to me is Iowa seven. That just feels way too low. Um, I know they lost Keegan Murray, but still like that that was a real solid squad that I thought was really deep last year and now they're bringing in some good recruits as well like that just feels way too low I think it's too low because I think for the first time in four years they're going to have more of a team dynamic offensively sure. than leaning on somebody and they have enough players to be good at it yeah I think they're they're way over underrated I think Wisconsin is way underrated I mean they're at the point where if you're going to rank them low they have to prove to you that they're ranking low they haven't finished that low in forever yeah, I you just you just can't do that. Um, I think Penn State's a little bit too low. I think Michigan's way too high. I like they don't even have a forward with any type of college basketball experience at all. Yeah, and I'm not a junior Llewellyn fan. 
I just am not. I don't think he's as good as people think he is. Yeah. I think he's peaked, and I, and I don't think he's a pure point. I, I think Michigan State's a little underrated, and I think Illinois is overrated. And Purdue, Purdue either is going to use David Jenkins on his fifth college, t- college at point guard or a true freshman. And I just don't see Purdue is going to be good. Don't get me wrong. But Purdue is a little overrated until they prove that they have a point guard to handle that team. All right. Well, I think that probably does it. Anything else you want uh, to fill in here uh, before we go? Um, Dennis Evans is a gopher. Celebrate, everybody. Be happy. Uh, Ben Johnson is bringing in some good recruits. Um, I think the gophers are going to have a really fun season. I think I could kick the crap out of Will Ramberg and Tecmo Bowl. I think (laughs) they should allow – um, Dave Thorson to coach his players raking my yard. I think, yeah, what else, what else should we throw in there? I think Luke viewer should have a thumb war with Ryan Burns about who the true host is of that program. <laughs> I, I, I think, um, I think the snow today, people freaked out for no reason. It's just like, it's gone already. I think I'm going to a Friday night football game to watch this dude that's from Washington yeah. going to the Gophers. What's up with this? You've been going to a lot of football games. Since when are you covering high school football games? I used to do it all the time. I used to coach high school football. I was a JV. I was the offensive coordinator for Simley for three years. I love high school football. But when you have a wife who's at the house and you're always leaving on the weekend, you can't exactly say, I know I want to go to a college football game on Saturday, and I know I want to go – Watch the NFL on Sunday. Can I go cover high school football too? Yeah. And it was always, yeah, you can't do that. But now life has opened up, so I'm doing it again. I'm excited to go out there and freeze my ass. Or, but don't want, I don't want an exemplar on this or whatever. That an explicit? Yeah, you're fine. All right. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. you once again, Ryan, are the absolute best. I don't know how you do it, um, but it's fun to chat. And, uh, yeah, we want to thank everyone for listening and go Gophers. Go Gophers.